Was man-made CO2-induced climate change really at the heart of what caused all the horrific wildfires across Canada this summer? Why is media coverage of direct energy weapons, HARP, and other environmental modifications technologies not been addressed in mainstream media? Is the system of peer review articles on climate change itself a controlled strategy of Rockefeller, Gates, and the billionaires? Is the division between Alberta and the rest of Canada stemming from something less connected with climate change ignorance and more related to the anticipated damage of a new national energy? This week on the Global Research News Hour, we are addressing the wildfires that have ravaged much of the forests of Canada, along with Maui and other places, and the tendency to blame it all on climate change. We ask if there are other interests at stake which are using the fight against climate change as a mask. In our first half hour, we speak to Peter Koenig about the prospect of elites having the ability and the motive to cash in on a devastated planet and advance the prospects of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. And in our second half hour, we talk to Alberta professor Anthony Hall about how climate change fakery is driving increasing divides between Alberta and the rest of Canada. On this week's program, Problem, Reaction, Solution, Wildfires about more than CO2-induced climate change? Bringing you the analysis beyond the media headlines, the Global Research News Hour is on the air. Welcome to the Global Research News Hour for the week of September 15, 2023. The program is funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. I'm your host, Michael Welch. The show seeks to provide listeners with access to analysis of some of the major issues shaping our world today from thinkers, researchers, and unique political personalities rarely addressed by major media. Our shows are featured on partner radio stations across Canada and the United States and available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca. We acknowledge that this program was produced on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Ininu, Ojikri, Dene, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heart of the Métis Nation homeland. Settlers established access to the resources of the land and water at the expense of and through lies to the indigenous population. We will devote time and energy toward reparations and reverse the crimes of colonization and genocide by which we established our current advantages. Now it's time for News Notes, a sampling of articles from the Global Research News site. Listeners should know that some of the articles may run against common messaging about sensitive subjects and are not all endorsed by this radio station. We have already seen how the Ukrainian plan to finish off the Donbass was conceived as a carbon copy of the Croatian Operation Storm of August 1995. That ghastly undertaking, which the Kiev regime was eager to emulate, resulted in the killing of thousands of civilians, forced expulsion of a quarter of a million Krajina Serbs, and the incorporation of their homeland into Croatia. The difference is that the Croat plan was resoundingly successful in reaching its barbaric objectives. The Ukrainian copycat plan, on the other hand, was a manifest failure. Its execution was unexpectedly thwarted by the special military operation. That comes from the article, 
Kiev regime's plan to finish off Donbass, a carbon copy of Croatia's 1992 Operation Storm by Stephen Karganovich, posted September 13th. 84% of all teen overdose deaths in 2021 were related to fentanyl. Fentanyl-related adolescent overdose deaths nearly tripled between 2019 and 2021, and a quarter of those deaths involved counterfeit drugs, pills like Valium, Xanax, or Percocet, often obtained from friends or brought through social media. Fentanyl is an incredibly potent synthetic opioid. It's 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. Just 2 milligrams equal to 10 to 15 grains of table salt can be lethal. That comes from the article, Opioids, Fentanyl-Related Teen Drug Overdose Deaths Triple in Three Years, by Dr. Joseph Mercola, posted September 13th, originally published on the Mercola website. At the far end of the 18th summit, the African Union, AU, was finally granted the same status as the European Union, EU, at G20. This will strengthen the G20 and also strengthen the voice of the Global South. It is based on the group's collective consensus and incorporated into the final declaration, marks a new chapter for formulating new thinking and building confidence with G20 members. Within the framework of the emerging New World Order, the G20 Delhi Declaration's language was neutrally positive. The most significant outcomes remain the inclusion of the African Union into the bloc. The summit declaration was termed people-centric, action-oriented, and far-sighted, reflecting a, quote, shared path for all, unquote, ensuring that countries of the Global South are not left behind. That comes from the article African Union's Relations with Global Players by Professor Maurice Okoli, posted September 13th. Nevertheless, control of our minds is central to the war being fought, and any successful defense in this war requires that we identify the threats to our mind and defend ourselves adequately against them. Otherwise, we are poorly placed to identify and defend against all of the other threats. Of course, using less invasive but still very effective weapons, the war to control your mind is ancient, and it is this component on which this article is focused, both because it is extremely advanced and is necessary if other components of the elite plan are to be fully implemented. Ancient? In fact, several authors have addressed this subject. That comes from the article, The Elite's 5,000-Year War on Your Mind is Climaxing. Can We Defeat It? by Robert J. Burroughs, posted September 13th. These are just a few of the featured articles appearing last week on the Global Research website. Regular visitors to the site are encouraged to send monetary contributions by fax, mail, or online. Just go to globalresearch.ca and click Donate on the menu bar.
been a record for wildfires in Canada. And the conclusion that more and more people are coming to is that this would not be happening if we paid attention to CO2-induced climate change decades ago. But as we look closer, there is, it seems, a human hand influencing the situation. Uh, we've got uh, Peter Koenig joining us now. He, he's a geopolitical analyst and a former senior economist at the World Bank and the World Health Organization, where he worked for over 30 years around the world. And uh, Peter's also, of course, a research associate of the Center for Research on Globalization. Welcome uh, to this uh, conversation, uh, Peter. It's good to have you back on. Are you satisfied that this is the, the product of global warming or, or is there something else going on in your mind? Of, of course not. The global, the whole global warming, CO2 caused, uh, caused global warming is, is a hoax. I, I think it would, it would be better called a crime of uh, monumental dimensions. It's, a, it's an absolute lie and a crime that has been instilled in, in the population, in the world population, for uh, at least uh, 50 years. And uh, actually, it came out of, uh, of the Club of Rome's a, uh, limit to growth. I mean, that's when they started talking about how do we uh, limit the, the world's population, limits of growth. Uh, so we have to invent a new uh, a few uh, uh, crises uh, and and justify population reduction in any way we can so that the resources will be enough for the small elite. Of course, they didn't call it like that, uh, but this uh, blueprint, which is contained in this uh, limit to growth, is still applicable today and it's still used today. Uh, just very recently, one of the authors uh, came out and a few months ago, I think, or a few weeks ago even, came out and said uh, the world population must be reduced by, I forgot exactly the figure, but it's something above 90% of what we are today. And and one of the the, the, the tops, uh, the top uh, purposes of um, and, and, uh, and instruments to do that is by, by saying we humans are uh, the cause for global warming. And of course, then you have to demonstrate that there is global warming. And, and what we are seeing now is this artificially made global warming, uh, which is, of course, not the case uh, at all. It has nothing to do with CO2. Uh, CO2, in fact, is what we, what we need. It's, it's what sustains uh, life on Earth. CO2 is uh, absorbed by, by trees, especially by the uh, rainforests but also by, by any other plants and trees and then given back as uh, oxygen. And uh, our life on earth would be impossible without oxygen. So CO2 is actually, we, we need rather more than less of CO2 in order to sustain life on earth. So everything else which is being uh, said is, is a total lie and is, is uh, manipulating people's minds. But this has been going on, as I said, for at least 50 years and escalated and, and, and is being um, geoengineered by Tavistock methods so that people actually who are, uh, some of them are real scientists. I know some of my colleagues who work with me in, um, for example, at WHO or, uh, or uh, at the World Bank, 
Uh, they firmly believe in, in, in this lie. So it's impossible to, to talk with them uh, reason because uh, they cannot imagine that that their authorities, their governments has been lying to them for the last 50 years, for most of their lives. It's just unimaginable uh, to, to admit that to oneself, but even though they know there's something wrong. So, just to just to stop you there, but uh, I mean, there's a lot. There is a lot of scientific research out there, and the, the peer-reviewed articles that they're basically committing to this. I mean, it's you know quite different from the the COVID situation, of course, because uh, it goes back for decades, right? So I, yeah. I just wonder if that's uh, that that doesn't influence your uh, your feelings one way or the other uh, about about uh, global warming caused by yeah. man-made. No, not at all. No, no. I know this is an absolute hoax. Uh, there have been actually scientists, and ever more so uh, during the past few months or even years, that came out and uh, and said, despite the fact that it may cost their career, that uh, that this is this has nothing to do with global warming. I mean, there's one Australian scientist. I forgot his name. Who, who said already, I think two or three years ago, I read that he, he said that what human beings with their industry, with cars, with whatever they do, contribute to the to CO2 is uh, less than 0.05%. So that certainly doesn't make, uh, make any difference on, on the climate. Mm -hmm. However, what, uh, what, what produces CO2 mostly is uh, is the sea itself? It gives off, you know, this this balance. The the sea, the different seas, give off CO two when it's needed. When the trees don't do not have enough to convert into oxygen, and if there is enough CO, you know, or maybe too much CO two, it will be absorbed by uh, by the oceans again. So there is this is pretty much pretty much imbalanced. There were actually some studies uh, published years ago by uh, NASA about that. And uh, they probably have disappeared in the meantime because it's no longer it's no longer to be talked about. But this is this is for me is 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 very clear. It doesn't influence me uh, at all. Yeah. On the other hand, I think what is important what is important to to say also and to know that already in the 60s. Uh, then President Johnson, at the Harvard uh, graduation ceremony, he told the students that uh, by 2025, I think that's the, the year he mentioned, the U.S. will control the weather worldwide. And then he added and says, who controls the weather controls the world. You know, this is this is something which is maybe important to know that these weather modifications or climate change, uh, climate modifications, uh, geoengineered uh, modifications have started already in the 40s, in the 1940s. And in the meantime, in the last 80 years or so, these uh, these uh, uh, techniques have been become highly sophisticated. Highly sophisticated, meaning that now we are talking about DEW, directed energy weapons. Yes, which which is what caused many of these uh, brush fires uh, and other other methods 
and particularly what uh, what destroyed Laina in 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 uh, in in Hawaii. Yeah. So this. Yeah, I just wanted to stop you there because I'm reminded of another interview I did in back in June, no, uh, March, with uh, David Halpin, and uh, he was talking about the about the, the, the actually an unrelated case, like unrelated to to uh, climate change. He was talking about uh, the you know why this all of this uh, attempts to essentially bury David Kelly that that's the person who was uh, you know sort of prepared to you know speak too much about the uh, about you know, the weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein had and uh, like one of the things he thought was relevant was some of the findings in Iraq which seemed to point to you know the strange you know attacks on some of the people there and even in, in survivors who had these strange uh, attacks on them and and it it sounded like it was the same kind of weapon as you're talking about now or directed energy weapons which is i guess fired from one point to another and it just causes all this damage kind of like a a, a remote microwave or something like that and you know so i yeah you know, I, I just found it interesting because you got a, a the similar pattern they're trying to keep it secret but you know, it wasn't directly related to global climate change, and 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 this direct energy weapons, I, like it, it, it has, it goes back almost to the point of the uh, the nuclear uh, weapons of of Oppenheimer and so on. So, um, so that's uh, an interesting development. I mean, maybe you could just you know expand a little bit on what you know about the the de directed energy weapons and and how they're you know taking our, I guess elevating the number of wildfires that we're seeing yes i think what we what we can say today i mean there are lots of people who are also talking about the coming uh, world war world war three uh, uh, a nuclear world war three which would eradicate basically life on earth and something like that i think this this is um, i mean i hope it's not happening and i believe strongly this is not going to happen on the other hand, I believe that we have been for the last three years in 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 World War Three uh, that has started back basically on on January one, two thousand and twenty, and is part of the the UN Agenda twenty thirty and of the Great Reset, and in, in and incorporates uh, Klaus Schwab's uh, dream of all digitization. Uh, that that he wants to implement, you know, transhumanism and so on, which he actually said already about uh, I think eight, seven, eight years ago on Swiss French TV. He he, he said uh, very clearly by 2025 we all will have chips under our skin and can be uh, can be manipulated. Or he didn't say manipulated, but it can connect directly with computers and and will become transhumans. Those are his his words. Of course, uh, by now the technologies are so far advanced that we don't need chips anymore. Uh, we we have been those at least who have been uh, vaccinated uh, may have car uh, carbon oxide in them, and that's highly magnetic. And this this magnetism is uh, reacting uh, very uh, very sharply on uh, uh, to to five G. Uh, uh, waves, microwaves. So we are already there. We 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 are already there. Okay. Now, 
with this directed energy uh, weapons, uh, they are actually, I think, replacing uh, replacing um, atomic atomic energy atomic uh, wars, you know, nuclear wars, with the with with this man-made climate change, weather change, modifications of of climate and weather uh, engineering is uh, you you can you can target countries that you want to eradicate. Uh, you can target uh, countries uh, that you want to cause enormous damage with earthquakes, which is also part of of this uh, of, of of these technologies, and uh, and and so you you are much better. They are much better equipped with using these directed energy weapons, plus uh, the climate modifications, uh, than than risking being erased. The elite being erased themselves by an, by a nuclear war, and yeah. I think that's what we are in now. And it's uh, if we don't wake up to it and uh, and try to get out of it and protest against it or stand up or start a new start parallel societies as are going on actually in in France or some some movements like that in in, in Spain too in Greece too uh, so unless we 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 win time in 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 waking up meaning becoming conscious of 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 what is going on and admitting that we have been cheated and uh, and deceived uh, all our lives, uh, then then we may be still able to to get out of it. Otherwise, I think, uh, frankly, there's a big risk that these uh, uh, what they are doing, what this small elite, which is backed by an enormous financial, uh, uh, corporate financial, digital uh, and, and and war industry machinery, uh, will maybe uh, succeed. And I hope not. Yeah. I really trust that we will come to, to conscience and, and, and can avoid that. I was wondering if, if you could uh, maybe ex speculate on how the uh, this uh, targeting of, uh, of, of, of wildfires, might, I mean, is it just about convincing us that, that climate change is real and we ought to do something or there might be other motives? For example, uh, I hear that uh, there's talk that in, in Maui, for example, they're trying to... Uh, you know, with all the burning that's going on there, it's going to help drive people into what they call smart cities. And that that is part of the, uh, the, the world economic forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, great reset ideas that more and more people are living in the smart cities. I mean, if, if you could expand on that and, and perhaps other motives that's, uh, that's driving this wave of wildfires. Exactly. You're absolutely right. I mean, these, the wildfires is one thing, of course, uh, I have seen, uh, 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 I don't know whether the, the drone or satellite pictures on how the wildfires or some of the wildfires in Canada were started. You know, there were seven points at one, at, at, at one moment, there were seven points where the fire lit up immediately at the same time. So it was very clear these are not uh, nature caused fires. And, uh, but, uh, the, the, the wildfires, they have also multiple purposes. Of course, uh, climate change is one of them. It convinces people that we are really living in climate change. Uh, and with that goes uh, manufactured uh, uh, weather maps worldwide uh, with, where the temperatures are exaggerated. I have seen maps, for example, right now I'm in southern Spain. I've seen maps 
where southern Spain, the Malaga area, had 50 degrees and plus temperatures, which is uh, uh, which is no longer, which, which was never the case. <laughs> so what they measured is uh, is the, the the ground temperature and not and and, and not the, uh, the the air temperature and so on. Uh, uh, another silly phenomenon, and uh, it's not that silly if it comes from from Bill Gates. He wants to. He thinks there are too many trees. Trees are not good for the environment. So he wants to uh, eradicate. I don't know how many million of hectares of uh, of uh, rainforest. Mm. And of course, as long as uh, the, the 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 fewer rainforest you have, the less oxygen will be produced for life on Earth. So this is a fact. And if he wants to do that, and probably uh, he has the means to do at least a lot of harm, then uh, you know we are not waking up uh, to it. Uh, it's very bad. And 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 brush fires do exactly the same thing. They get rid of forest, which otherwise uh, would have uh, absorbed CO two and uh, given us again uh, oxygen to to sustain life. That's one one of the things. The other thing that you mentioned with the fifteen minute cities is is also a fact. Actually, they have had, if I'm not wrong, on the ninth and tenth of September in Hawaii, I don't know where, uh, a meeting to figure out what they will do with the Lahaina and uh, and with Maui in the future. And some of the pictures that I've seen, which are with FEMA already started building, are these uh, sort of uh, concentration camp looking small houses where they would put people that uh, do not have any housing anymore and particularly those who do not follow the orders that uh, will come within short if we don't if we let them come so yes you're absolutely right this is another another agenda behind it they wanted to use uh, uh, Maui and Lahaina, you know, was or still is the capital of the kingdom of Hawaii. The kingdom actually never disappeared. The kingdom uh, was overrun by the United States and uh, Hawaii was given the option either to remain, um, uh, what did they call it, a protectorate sort of uh, of the United States or become uh, a state. And they they decided the state they're better off with the state than than as a protectorate. Uh, Puerto Rico is sort of a protectorate. They have absolutely no rights, and they're still dominated by the United States. So Hawaii didn't want to to be in that position, even though they never really agreed. The kingdom never really agreed to be just integrated into the U.S. They didn't have a choice. So. Uh, Lahaina is very important. Maui is very important because it was the island of the, of actually the, the seat of uh, of the kingdom of of, of Hawaii. So and to transform Lahaina into a into a fifteen minute city and to a fully digitized uh, uh, life uh, is is a plan that uh, they could execute if. Uh, if we don't intervene before that, if we if people do not wake up, of course there are lots of indigenous Hawaiians who who know or most of them know what's going on and what has been going on during these uh, uh, these uh, directed energy uh, 
uh, weapons, fires, and so on. They they know about it, and they were prevented actually to leave by the police. And probably more than thousand people um, died in 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 these fires. And it is it is a horrendous crime. Yeah. Also, the governor of of Hawaii uh, not too long ago had a had a speech, and he talked about the plans. He talked very nicely about these horrendous plans were seen for uh, for uh, Maui and particularly Laina, uh, because uh, many people probably they don't have the money to to rebuild their their houses, uh, so they will sell them for a penny to the dollar, or or leave. But there are others who insist that they want to stay back in, in and want to take over the uh, their their properties. And they're they're not letting they're being let in. I mean, this this whole area, as you may have seen from videos and photographs, is uh, is circled off and ringed off and protected by police. Peter, the owners of the property cannot go back to see what what what's left or not left. Okay, Peter Kernig is a geopolitical analyst and former senior economist at the World Bank and the World Health Organization, and also a. a, a a research associate for, at the Center for Research on Globalization. Thanks for joining us, Peter Kierkernig. Thank you very much, uh, Michael. Thanks a lot for having me and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, take care. You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, broadcasting from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg and from partnering radio stations across Canada and the United States. Another article that might be of interest to listeners also by Peter Koenig is entitled Morocco, Earthquake Preceded by Mysterious Blue Lights, which discusses the first major earthquake in Morocco this past week, the worst to hit the region in over 100 years and coinciding with the G20 summit in India, and also uh, how such earthquakes can be guided by known environmental modification technology known as HARP, which stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. This is similar to the earthquake that hit Turkey earlier in the year and suggests new military dimensions that are not discussed at all in mainstream media. So we have a a lot of issues to be uh, untangled around the whole examining the, the the climate change situation. I mean, we had all these wildfires, uh, particularly in Alberta, and that generated a, a fair degree of uh, antagonism. And joining me now, we, we have a, a colleague living in Alberta. Uh, he's, his name is Anthony Hall. Uh, he's Professor Emeritus of Globalization Studies at University of Lethbridge in Alberta, Canada. Uh, and he you taught in the Canadian university system since 1982. Dr. Hall has published a big two-volume publishing project at McGill Queen's University Press, press entitled The Bowl with One Spoon. Uh, he's he's you know, contributing regularly to global research. And uh, he also has a, a sub stack now, which you should check out. And he's got a really interesting article, which I think that uh, might be interesting to... Uh, you know, good place to start. So, uh, and also he's a, a research associate of the uh, Center for Research on Globalization. Good afternoon, Tony. It's a pleasure having you back on the show. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Michael. Excuse me. I'm using, I'm in the Anglo world. Michael. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I, I've, 
I myself have been a, a serious devotee to to fighting climate change really for about two thirds of my life. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm starting to get some difficult, you know, having to address things like the whole business about, you know, all of the, the, the military exercises that uh, Michelle writes about and, and how that might be conflicting things. But I'm wondering, were you skeptical right from the start, like way back in the 1980s, I think it was, or, or, or did something, you know, since the 1980s grow on you and realize, hey, this, this isn't right? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, look at this issue, especially from the ground here of Alberta, because uh, Premier Daniel Smith uh, is uh, going head to head with Guy Beau, uh and Justin Trudeau on, on climate change. And there seems to be a hit, uh, an attempt from the federal government to more or less abolish oil and gas as we've known it, um, and which is based here in Alberta. So I've been looking at it from that perspective. Now on the bigger question of what about climate change? Um, I, I'm aware of it over you know decades that this has been an issue. I can't, my tendency was to uh, sort of go along with it and think that it was uh, probably a, a, a credible way to look at uh, what's happening in the world and how industrialization is affecting the world. But since 2020, and since looking at uh, the uh, schmozzle, the dishonesty about the science, following the science having to do uh, with uh, the COVID-19, you know, it pretty much seems to me clear it's some kind of scam. And, uh, you know, none, none of the things that were proposed as the things we should do, like masking, like distancing, and, you know, most of all, the injections, all those things turned out to be a nightmare. Uh, uh, and uh, so the whole concept that, you know, well, there there's esteemed scientists and they decide these things among themselves and they're honest people, uh, you start to see, no, it, it doesn't work that way. These are, there is science for sale to the highest bidder. So, uh, you know, we pretty much look at many things through a different lens now when we just, have to sort of deal with the fact that government has shown itself to be pretty much our enemy. And, you know, there does seem to be this preoccupation with culling the population, um, containing carbon. I don't know why, why is carbon the bad guy? Carbon is, you know, so essential to life. Uh, um, so uh, I have been, you know, looking into the underlying arguments about why we have this concept that and, you know, carbon must be somehow captured and hidden off and sequestered and CO2 in the atmosphere is uh, going to cause the world to burn up. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and we can trust the people who are telling this because, of course, they're very high scientists and, and there's thousands of them. But now we have thousands of, you know, naysayers. There is no consensus you know, there's no consensus on on a lot of things. There's no consensus on 9-11, what really happened on 9-11. And climate change, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Well, and just let me, concept stop you, of, let me stop you there for, for a second, because I, yeah. I, I one of the things that, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the scientists, you know, professors at the University of Winnipeg and so on will say, well, look at the, the, the like, there's decades worth of peer-reviewed 
journalistic articles which show that there is a link between carbon dioxide and or in carbon dioxide and the rate of of climate change okay so i and I, there's also you know scientists who write peer reviewed articles who don't agree with that and uh you know just on the face of it the idea that carbon is the enemy well wait a minute uh, carbon is the basis of life plant food they plants like to ingest CO2 um, and they give back something called oxygen. And you know, you, you to make carbon the ultimate enemy and all the things that are going on uh, that are you know, deleterious to the environment and all the pollution that we face and the contamination and all the lack of regulation and you know, contamination of our food, our water, our air, you know, our schools, our media, our courts, uh, you know, and on and on. Um, and peer review, like peer review is really been discredited. Uh, you know, the Lancet, the uh, New England Journal of Medicine, you know, the Surgisphere scam, you know, trying to make it seem that hydroxychloroquine is very dangerous, a complete scam to create a non-existent research project. It gets published in The Lancet, which is, you know, peer-reviewed. How we have been doing things in the past uh, has been exposed. And so you don't take... So when you rhyme off, you know, for generations, there's these peer review articles, and we all know that peer review is cleanly and it, it, it works, and we have honest people doing doing this at the university. I just don't see it that way anymore, Michelle. Well, Michael. yeah, but but you know, I mean, there there are so many. I mean, yes, there are some peer-reviewed articles that uh, go the other way, but they're minuscule compared to, to the large number of of of, of examinations that that report this. Uh, with well, you're very woke, Michael. You okay. are very woke. You were woke last time. I when we we talked about uh, COVID. Uh, the injections, and I said, you know, they they're they're gene modifying. They modify your genes, and you said, oh no no, the peer reviews, the things say it doesn't do it. Um, you know, we, we I, I think at this point, I don't want to um, try to prove you know your commitment for decades and say you know you're wrong. I'm sure you have some insight into it, but I'm the one being interviewed here. Okay, and uh, so uh, I'm describing enough. it how I see it. And, uh, and and honestly, um, you know, are you woke? Like there is this whole um, thing that has happened in the university where, you know, diversity and equity and uh, uh, what's the other one? Inclusion. Um, you know, the, the, there isn't any longer a meritocracy. It's it, uh, uh, and, and and that has collapsed now. And uh, so I'm trying to look at it. I'm proud to be an academic. Okay. That's... And I do speak from the position of a tenured professor, a senior tenured, tenured professor, a professor emeritus, in fact. So, you know, you can lecture me about what's going on at the universities, Michael, but, you know, I, I have my own way to view it. And I see a lot of corruption at the university and I've experienced uh, a lot of corruption and I've experienced a lot of people giving in to the highest bidder and mm. taking the money and you know betraying the truth and so i'm uh, that's how i'm coming to see climate change and 
And the, you know, the idea that we're going to save the world with wind power and uh, solar power and battery power. And we're yeah. just going to walk away from the oil and gas resources, which has provided, you know, fantastic livelihoods for working people from all over Canada well, it's for true. a long time. I mean, there are... Yeah. Uh... You're seeing like, you know, like this is like Alberta in Alberta, oil and gas, I mean, is a major source of investment and you want to replace it with uh, solar panels and windmills and so on. And, and, and this sort of scenario happens around the planet. I mean, they haven't have a place in uh, I think it's Denmark where they're where farmers are having to change their patterns, you know, get rid of the, the, the nitrogen, which is also apparently a, a which a, is a scam, man. It, you know, this is the most uh, fruitful uh, food producer in the world, the biggest exporter of food from this tiny little country. And uh, and we should be going to that country and learning from the farmers. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead, we've got like Sri Lanka. Did you hear what happened to that economy? Like the, the yeah. truth of the matter is, if we're going to get away from oil and gas, which is very efficient and muscular and you know relatively cheap to produce um, and go into sun and solar, which are very ephemeral and batteries, um, the, the reality is this is an effort to push people into poverty, to undermine them, just like the jab went into their arms, not to help them and to prevent them from catching a deadly disease, but to introduce genetic uh, modifications and transhumanism. Um, that, that uh, you know, we, we are in the midst of an incredibly uh, unusual, unprecedented level of assault on uh, the human condition. And so the idea that they're going to save us from climate change, but then introduce a, a, a more uh, ecological, ecologically balanced. They're, they're not in the business of doing that. They're in the business business of enfeebling people, of getting people in some kind of um, uh, digital prison where uh, a central bank digital currency and digital ID gives uh, the people at the very center to centralize power so people can turn off your money supply and decide, yeah. you know, if, you're, if your behavior... Uh, your social credit score, you know, and it entitles you to buy this or not buy that. Or, uh, well, I went out running and I breathed out a lot of carbon. So I've got to, you know, take some penalties for, for going out running uh, and, and breathing carbon. Um, you know, you know well, if you can do so in a, in a, in a, in a little soundbite, um, explain to me why carbon is the enemy. Yeah. Well, you know, this, uh, this is a starting to be like the, the actions of Trudeau and Guibault uh, versus Daniel Smith and, and Alberta. It, it seems as if it's, uh, in fact, I think you said it in your article that it's it's going to be the biggest showdown since uh, the, the National Energy Program introduced by Trudeau Sr., right? And uh, you know, the outsiders, they see Albertans as, as climate skeptics and, and, and seeing it. But, you know, you indicate it actually relates to... Uh, constitutional, federal, and provincial conflicts. In other words, we're seeing it from very different vantage points. I mean, I yeah. don't know if you could just give us a, a short, really short snapshot of, of, of what, you know, the, the difference in our perspectives looking at yeah, this. Yeah, and, and there is a very real uh, developing independence movement in Alberta. 
and a sense that, uh, you know, that it's just intolerable living in Canada the way it is right now. And there's a, something called the Alberta Sovereignty Act, which is law now. And it has that word sovereignty. A lot of people look at Quebec in Alberta and they say, you know, Alberta gets uh, all kinds of transfer payments from the oil and gas sector uh, for equalization go to Quebec. Quebec has lots of oil and gas, but they don't want to develop it. It would be good for the people of Quebec to have better jobs and a higher category of living, but they like just, uh, you know, taking the transfer payments from the oil and gas in Alberta. Um, so there, you know, there is a constitutional basis to Canada. And uh, the Alberta oil and gas industry has been the subject of a lot of tension within Canadian federalism. And I would say we're launched now in a case that is going to, you know, go beyond what we've seen before in our history. This is way more serious than the National Energy Pro Program of Pierre Trudeau, um, because there does seem to be an idea that, okay, we're going to clamp down on carbon emissions. And then, well, basically, if you're going to say you can only release this much carbon and you've got to very quickly lower it over in a short time period, um, that is a, in a way saying, we're going to tell you how much oil and gas you can produce because the production is obviously uh, going to be connected to the emissions. And it does say in the Constitution 92A uh, that, uh, you know, the, the provinces will be in charge of, of production. So um, there's all kinds of sword rattling on both sides about going to court. And the reality is, you know, Canada was set up by the British Empire with the concept that Ottawa, that the central government in Canada would be kind of like the master government, the higher government. Uh, the national government has a parliament, the provincial governments have legislatures, the national government has a governor general, the provincial governments have lieutenant governors, the national government can disallow <clears throat> provincial legislation, the federal government could simply disallow the Alberta Sovereignty Act. Um, so, the, you know, the, there's a lot of reassurance given by Daniel Smith, Premier Daniel Smith and others in Alberta that it's all going to go our way. Uh, but, you know, the federal government basically appoints the judges, even the judges in the provincial system are appointed by the federal government. Uh, they certainly, you know, appoint uh, and, and uh, you know, the liberals under Trudeau make a make a real spectacle of, you know, appointing people who give a lot of money to judge, you know, judges roles. As far as I see, the judiciary in Canada is kind of a basket case ever since, you know, they decided Peckford's questioning about the charter is moot. You know, the, we had this big charter that we've heard about, you know, since 1982 when the Constitution Act 1982 happened, including the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, but it didn't make a hill of difference through the COVID restrictions and mandates and such. Uh, it seems we have rights until we need them. And then, uh, you know, the judiciary lines up with the federal government and, and, and shuts it down. So, so I, I am predicting that, uh, uh, you know, the, the Albertans are not going to walk away from oil and gas with this fantasy that, oh, it'll be okay. You can have wind power and solar power. Like, no, you know, that's ephemeral. That's, you know, basically this climate change scam is saying we're going, you're going to be poor. You're not going to have the food coming out of, uh, 
you know, the Netherlands, the greatest food producer in the world. Oh, no, because we can't have fertilizer. Making fertilizer is bad for the climate. Um, you know, that just as there was a uh, logic to or an illogic or a lethal logic to this production of, you know, they, they were bioweapons. They were military bioweapons. And the whole program of creating these injections happened under the auspices of the Pentagon. And it is a program of depopulation. And, uh, and uh, not only depopulation, but make us enfeeble us, make yeah. us more uh, subject to um, the control of the richest and most powerful people who, you know, move in and around the World Economic Forum. But it's not the World Economic Forum. It's the people who uh, control the banking system. There, there is a, a very malevolent predatory movement and climate change is being set up to be the basis for climate change lockdowns, you know, social credit scoring. Uh, if, if, if there might have been some uh, explanation for it in the early stages that is benign, and incidentally, my reading about the history of the environmental movement and how it was pushed into this climate change or opposition to uh, global warming, it was a Rockefeller job, um, you know, that, 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 uh, that they have been the funders and the, you know, they, they want to control all of energy. Yeah, and, I, uh, I so, certainly found that myself. Uh, but, you know, it seems like now you've got the, the, the Canada as a participant with NATO, that, that galvanizes that uh, this switching away. I mean, at the same time as what the, the billionaires want. Um, and yet, you know, the, the BRICS countries, uh, that which is kind of an alternative, they are they are securing a lot of that oil and gas. So it's it's, it's a strange dynamic taking place. But what do you think in terms of well, options for Alberta? I mean, could they? Well, wait a second. You're not going to run by that by me, and I'm I'm going to you know I'll get to the to Alberta. But wait a minute. Do you know that Montreal is going to be the basis, the headquarters of the of NATO's climate change studies because NATO has a big commitment on climate change yeah and they are establishing you know an expensive headquarters for climate change studies in Montreal Canada at the behest of Trudeau uh, and that when we conduct war against Russia well we're going to do so with the latest technology so that once we murder the people we will do so in harmony with you know the environment and we won't disrupt climate we will murder people with our military our native military in line with the very highest requirements to stop climate change if that isn't an, abs an absurdity i don't know what is are you aware of that well did you, you know about that <laughs> well also at the same time i mean when you and anytime you go to war or, or have any kind of military conflict i mean they've got the the, the nato pilot the u.s military is the biggest producer of, of climate of carbon dioxide in the world so i don't know yeah that... like war is really <laughs> about uh destroying the environment yeah and they talk about climate change in isolation from geoengineering and we're supposed to believe oh maui there's a proof that climate change is happening. No, Maui is a very clear description, example of, you know, directed energy weapons, uh, which, you know, transform uh, houses into, 
uh, rubble, you know, white ash rubble with trees standing beside them and, uh, and all of that. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, the same with uh, the, this outbreak of fires in Canada, like the geoengineering, military use of uh, geoengineering and the military use of everything. Like if you were authentic about wanting to stop climate change, you'd say, well, how about we stop war on, on the way there? You know, because yeah. that is one of the worst, the worst, most reckless thing you can do in, in the environment. But yeah. the climate change movement doesn't talk about geoengineering because, oh, this is all secret. And, uh, oh, this is just conspiracy theorists. Oh, they see the, the skies full of rage. Right. It's stuff a huge in the elephant but those in are the just room. conspiracy theorists. Yeah. What's that? Well, it's a huge elephant yeah. in the room that nobody's preferring to look at. But, I mean, I know in a previous article, there's a fact, I mean, when you mentioned the fires in Alberta and then the Canadian public, out the outsiders, uh, they, 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 they were getting a steady diet. Oh, is it horrible and so on? But I, I was wondering at the grassroots level in Alberta, the people who are experiencing it, I mean, could you talk about the experiences of, of the, the local people? And, and, and the well, people I, I did, you know, wrote, write an article in my Substack, uh, and I interviewed local people and they basically, uh, you know, didn't trust the authorities. They came to see that a lot of this was arson. Was it arson, just people doing it for fun, or was it, you know, directed arson? It just happened that there was a provincial election taking place through that time. And uh, I think, generally speaking, the thoughtful people, the one-third of people who, you know, do things like maybe check out global research from time to time, um, you know, they're, they're on to the fact that, uh, uh, you know, that we're not being squared to. And so even Gibo, you know, when I heard Gibo saying, well, obviously climate change is, is real. Look at all the fires. I mean, they, they don't want to get any longer into the depth of the discussion about, well, what is so wrong with all this carbon? Like, uh, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's fallen. The level of the discussion has fallen into, see, there's fires happening all around. There must be, it must be climate change. You know, th th there's no science to that. Uh, and uh, in fact, you know, it, it's it's kind of reveals a kind of antipathy to science and say, look, there's fires going around. It must be climate change. I mean, you know, you do the history of the world and the climate, you know, goes up and down. It seems to have a lot to do with what's going on with the sun. The sun isn't just a constant thing. It, you know, it, it goes through cycles itself. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the fear was a, an ice age was coming. And uh, um, to, uh, uh, you know, build up this idea, oh, my God, if we don't give the, the government a total license to tell us everything we can and cannot do, the world's going to burn up and we're all going to, you know, die. And what's so Greta, what's her name, you know, <laughs> constantly <laughs> nattering at us. Um, uh, like, well, you know, we've got to go back to basics, like net zero. Do you have any, like, that is a meaningless phrase. It's yeah. come down to kind of, uh, nonsense phrases as if, you know, we get to net zero and then we're in some kind of nirvana and, you know, we're going to find uh, restoration. We're going to find, you know, some kind of harmony with, with nature. Uh, like we all have a longing for, you know, a harmony with nature and the industrial system has not been developed in a way that is very harmonious with the cycles of life. And that is a good way to look at it. But then to try to 
boil it all down and say, there's one big enemy above all others, carbon, CO2, just happens to be plant food, just happens to be the main ingredient of life, carbon, but we're going to make that the enemy uh, and uh, forget about war and forget about, uh, you know, all the different kinds of pollution and the oceans and the plastics and all the chemical toxification and just forget about that. Just pay attention to carbon because that's going to save us. It, it's such a scam. It's just unbelievable, really. Okay. Well, Anthony Hall, I'm, I'm afraid we've run out of time, but I, I want to thank you for being available to, to address these issues and, and basically reveal more about the, the attitudes within Alberta and uh, where, where things are going between the, the province and, and, the and the rest of the country. Yeah, we, we could have gotten a lot into that a lot more, but it's coming out in Global Research CA. You can, I've started writing about it. It's a new theme of mine, and uh, I'm going to stick with it. So okay. watch Global Research CA. Okay. And, and, you know, thanks to Michelle uh, Chausadowski, who said, you know, write about this. You're in Alberta, write, write about what's going on, write about the constitution. I'm, I'm a Canadian historian. I, I'm in a position to look at the constitution and, 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 and interpret it and anticipate what might be coming in that, in that sphere in courts and findings and stuff. Anthony Hall, Professor Emeritus of Globalization Studies at the University of Lethbridge in Alberta. He writes for, uh, he writes sub Substack, and as he mentioned, he's a regular contributor to uh, the uh, to global research. So for the second time, we've had a, a guest uh, which talks about the unreliability of peer-reviewed research, which, if accurate, it paints a pretty shocking portrait of science in the 20th and 21st century. On a future show, I will try to organize a debate about two knowledgeable professors who come from opposite ends of the climate change uh, debate. I might also add that, uh, again, from the opposite side of the debate, in Winnipeg, there was a climate justice sing-along just on the steps of the Manitoba Legislative Building uh, on uh, Broadway in Winnipeg, uh, just, just ended at one o'clock. Um, organized by the Manitoba Energy Justice Coalition. This is a group which is putting out a, a call for a just transition to keep global warming below 1.5 Celsius while improving social equity. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, we will have updates on the situation in the war in Ukraine and efforts to bring that war to an end here in Canada. Join us then. You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, a program funded by the Centre for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Ininu, Ojikri, Dene, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heart of the Métis Nation homeland. The show airs on partner radio stations across Canada and the United States and is available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca. To leave feedback on this program, please email globalresearchnewshour at gmail.com. I've been your host, Michael Welch. Thanks once again for joining us.